0: Fanboy Nation. This is your pal Daffy Duck, and you're watching. You're watching. We're watching. You're watching Fanboy. 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 Fanboy, fanboy etc. Fanboy Nation. God. I assume. Tom. <laughs> I have the pleasure of speaking with a man who's lived out every 80s kid childhood dream of being an astronaut, and a guy I will never go to a bar with to talk to women because I have zero chance of beating him in any pickup like. Your pickup line, Mike Massimino. How are you, man?
1: RC, uh, doing well. How are you?
0: I am great, man. It's an honor to talk to you. You've been to space, you know. You're working with Discovery Channel now. You got this show coming out, uh, you know, with the NASA SpaceX launch crew on Wednesday, May 27th. So that's really exciting stuff.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, given a choice, I'd probably rather be on the rocket. That's a little more exciting, but. If you can't do that. You might as well be a part of a Discovery Channel broadcast, as I see that. I'm looking forward to that as
0: well. You know, Discovery Channel has been keeping us entertained with with uh, various science programs over the decades, and still going strong now. What did it mean to, yeah. for you, not only to be an astronaut, but to be so recognizable in what you do, uh, including being a professor on top of that, uh, to now be working with a channel that is responsible for so many scientists coming up in the past 30 years
1: uh, well I what RC for, for me uh, being an astronaut was extraordinary and one of the things that I enjoyed doing was sharing those the stories of, uh, of, of I've also written a book and done other things and and I, I like sharing the stories and I think I'm probably more inclined to do it than most of my colleagues I, I really enjoyed that aspect of the job. And uh yeah, when you think of the of the uh Discovery Channel, it's done so much to educate people, bring science to an engageable uh in an engageable way so that people can understand it and enjoy it and and get into it, uh and be entertained by it, uh science and engineering and exploration. Uh it's I, I think it's a great fit. So I'm I'm very happy to be involved uh in, in other projects I've done with Discovery and with the Science Channel and and others, and also uh, with particularly with this coming up with this launch, I'm really thrilled that they asked me to be a part of this.
0: Well, it, it's thrilling to hear. My dad was an engineer, but a civil engineer, and mathematics was always important. Uh, you know, growing up and studying it. How do we get more kids interested in not only astronomy but the math and sciences and engineering, uh, especially if we've had bad experiences with teachers that uh, kind of push this away from yeah. things.
1: Yeah, that's the problem. I think a lot of times a bad experience can lead to, to something that turns a, a kid off. I you know I think that that's really uh, that's really uh, sad when that happens, and I think it does happen. Uh, and I think it's very unfortunate. Um, I think that what is what is important maybe to try to try to counteract the, the effects of that is, is, to, is if you're if a child or you're, if you're a parent and you have a child, if you're a kid or anyone of any age. Whatever you're interested in, you have uh, you have a, an, an opportunity to try to learn about it. And if you've had a bad experience with math, but you really want to do something that involves math, you know, you just buckle down and do it. Is there's nothing that that really should be an obstacle. You you might not enjoy things as much. You know, I enjoyed math and science more than I did some of the other subjects, but I had to be able to do those things as well. And and even with math, you always come up with you always come up with a limit or something that you don't really understand. You just got to, uh, I think in general, just power through whatever you can. Right. You might hate some of these things that you have to do, but but just do the best you can at them because you shouldn't let let things like that, or you don't like this, you don't like that, or I didn't have a good teacher for that. You can't let that stay in the way of a dream. You know, if it's something you're really ambivalent to, you don't care anyway, then maybe it doesn't matter. Right. But if you want to become a medical doctor, or you want to become a scientist, or you want to become a lawyer or a, a teacher or whatever it is, uh, you know, you, you just, you've got to try to do it. Desire, and passion make up for a lot so i would just say well too bad you had that i had some bad experiences too uh going through school sometimes where you know just didn't work out i didn't understand i didn't maybe quite get the concept the way i was supposed to but but if you stick to it eventually you can get over it
0: right uh the series itself is called space launch live america returns to space um everything you said you know we get through it and we're very american in that You know, we forge forward and and keep moving on, especially in these trying times uh, with this global pandemic. But it's taken nearly a decade for the U.S. to get back to space. What does this mean for the space program as a whole? And what does it mean for those of us that will be tuning in on 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 Pacific?
1: Uh, For the space program uh, as a whole, as you said, it's been almost nine years since we've launched from American soil. So that is significant uh, to get back to doing that using the Kennedy Space Center as a spaceport, not only for satellites and equipment, which it's been launching over the years, but also to launch people. So it's great to be back doing that. And I think the the significance of this one is that it's different than the way we've done it before. This vehicle has been uh, produced and it's gonna be operated and launched by SpaceX, by a private company. And NASA has been helping with the development, but is primarily a customer of that vehicle to use that vehicle to get to space. So this is a new way of doing things. And what it does is that it opens up possibilities for these private companies to make money to send people to space and for NASA to concentrate on other things and work with those companies to accomplish its goals. And so with that, we'll be able to accomplish more. That's the idea. We can't just rely on the taxpayers' dollars to meet all of our objectives of what we want to do in space and getting private companies, particularly those like SpaceX and Blue Origin and some of these other companies that are doing very well, Getting them involved to help us get to space, and that's this is the first time we're doing that. Not only it's been the first time we've launched for a while, but it's the first time that we're we're doing it with a private company. And for the launch itself, that whole story uh, for the for the launch event that we're going to be doing the the launch live event, two o'clock uh, in the afternoon Eastern Time on Wednesday. The first couple hours of our special are going to be dedicated to the behind the scenes uh, workings uh exclusive uh stories talking about that whole relationship between nasa and spacex and how did this happen i think that's really the thing that for people to to watch if they're interested to appreciate what's going to happen the launch will be exciting toward the end of our broadcast we're going to be covering that of course but i think the backstory to it is is just as exciting we're going to have some special guests i think katie perry's supposed to jump in there and my friend from mythbusters adam savage is supposed to jump in with us as well, so it should be a fun, a fun event and uh, an interesting, I think, to most people.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to it because, like I said, as a kid, it was a big thing—the idea of traveling to space. Uh, I was in the first grade when the situation with the Challenger happened, and we were all watching mm-hmm. it in class. So that was a uh, a unique thing to happen, especially being in school watching this. Um, God willing, yeah. nothing nothing goes down like that this time uh, with a privatized. Uh, yeah, certainly hope not. Yeah. Uh, With a privatized entity that's supporting this, even though it does have the help of NASA and NASA engineers, um, is there fear that they're not exactly up to par or, you know, up to the standard code that NASA has instilled in these space launches? Or has everything, you know, all the I's been dotted and all the T's been crossed and every safety precaution is being met, of course. But, you know, a little bit of fear because it's a privatized entity versus a government entity.
1: No, I think there was concern maybe at the beginning of that. And I think the the way the spacecraft was developed and designed, it was designed to NASA specifications. And so NASA was was involved and did write the specifications and the requirements for the spacecraft, including the safety requirements. Uh so uh it's it's not that NASA had all their hands off of it. They they helped and guided along the way. So, uh that was a concern at the beginning, and I think that's why they structured it in that way. And as a result, what you've come up with is a, is a spacecraft and a team from SpaceX who are highly qualified, very credible. They've had experience of launching cargo with a similar spacecraft, uh, the Dragon cargo Dragon, to uh, to the space station. Now they have the Crew Dragon, where people are going to be inside. That's a big difference, because got life support and so on. But uh, But they've had that experience with the cargo. They're turning it now to the crew. Uh, they have a very good record, and uh, I, I don't think there's always, you know, there's always concern with a launch. You know, there's always something that can go go wrong. And we we talked about the Challenger accidents. You know, that was that was a very unfortunate accident. That was before, well before I was an astronaut. I lived through the Columbia accident. I was an astronaut when my seven friends were killed on Columbia. No one, you know, of course, no one wanted those things to happen. They were very unexpected, but those things can happen. But there's a certain set of precautions you can take. And that same precaution and that same care has been put into the SpaceX program. So I think we're going to be as safe as we can be on Wednesday.
0: Well, I'm excited to see it. I need to ask this uh, <laughs> just because, you know, science fiction has become so much science fact. With a private company doing this launch, how much really closer to the Jetsons and Futurama have we become with private entities doing this?
1: We're getting closer, Ed. So we're getting closer every every success in with the private companies there yeah, will get getting closer and closer to the Jetsons, I, I sure hope
0: um for my own personal curiosity what was it like your very first launch and then spacewalk
1: My uh, my first launch was from the same pad they're going to be taking off from on Wednesday from launch pad 39A It's the same launch pad they went to the moon uh, from and we launched uh, that space shuttle that I was on my first my first flight. A lot of anticipation, uh, you know some nervousness of course, but but also a lot of excitement that you're actually going to get a chance to do this. Uh, and it's just a, a surreal, amazing experience. Uh, the spacecraft comes alive uh, around you. The engines the main engines on the shuttle started up before the Soviet solid rockets, which is the difference between this one you'll see on Wednesday and the one we had with the shuttle. Uh and once the thing lit and started to move, it moved very quickly. You go from zero to seventeen thousand five hundred miles an hour in just eight and a half minutes. And it's it's the the feeling of power, the sensation of power is like nothing else I've ever even come close to experiencing. And I am amazed every time I see a launch, particularly amazed when I was involved sitting on top of the rocket, that people can build machines this powerful.
0: Eight and a half minutes, wow. Um. Yeah. With see hey, sp- we're yeah. gonna have to wrap it
1: up. You've got sure. two more minutes.
0: Okay. Perfect. I, I just got two more questions, and then we'll we'll go from there. Um, with space launch live, uh, you know, going going on on Wednesday the twenty seventh, it's gonna inspire a whole new generation of kids that want to be astronauts or into engineering or astronomy or astrophysics or whatever else. What's the advice that you're gonna give to the these younger people that are gonna be watching on Wednesday, and uh, where else can we find you, say, social media or anywhere, if we want to connect with you and talk to you yeah. about certain, certain things?
1: Well, oh, thanks. The, uh, I think the, the thing that they should see is that dreams do come true. Those astronauts are fulfilling a dream, and the engineers and scientists that work for SpaceX and on the Space Station program, they had a dream to be involved with space travel, and if you have that dream or any dream at all that you have, it's possible. You've got to be willing to work hard and take failure. Because every once in a while, you're going to get disappointments, and you can't let disappointments stop you. We all hit we all hit uh, disappointments and bumps in the road. you got to keep moving. And that's what made that possible. So think about that launch and apply it to whatever you're interested in doing. And I think it should be inspirational not just for the kids, but also for the adults, especially at a difficult time. I think this is going to be a burst of positive inspiration for the whole country and the whole world. And in connecting with me, I've got a website, uh, mikemansamino.com. I was the first guy to tweet from space uh astro underscore mike and on instagram um astro mike massimino and a mike massimino on facebook and i think that that's probably all uh uh that's all the time we have but that's how you can get me. so please reach out
0: perfect mike massimino thank you so much for your time professor astronaut it's been an honor